The wireless movement is part of more and more consumers' daily lives, from Blackberries and iPhones to home computer laptops. But has it moved to where it needs to be in the healthcare industry? Welcome to ReachMD Radio on XM160, the channel for medical professionals. I'm Bruce Japson, healthcare reporter for the Chicago Tribune, and joining me today is Sunil Hatangadi. Mr. Hatangadi is the president of Emblaze Consulting, which works to help technology businesses define and implement strategies to stay competitive. He has extensive experience in the wireless industry, working for more than a decade in leadership roles at Texas Instruments and their wireless division. He has an MBA from the University of Texas at Austin and a doctorate from North Carolina State University. He joins us today from his offices in Dallas, Texas. Sunil Hatangadi, welcome to ReachMD Radio on XM160, the channel for medical professionals. Well, Bruce, thank you so much for this opportunity to be on your show. I look forward to the discussions here. Well, yes, it's great to have you here. And wireless medical devices are sort of a new era in uh, patient care. And if you could, give our listeners a little example of of what is going on and, and perhaps where you think this might be headed. Well, Bruce, as we all know, healthcare is a critical issue that's facing us, and there's a drive towards reducing or controlling the escalating healthcare costs. And one of the uh, key components of these healthcare costs is chronic healthcare issues. Today, over 77% of Americans over 65 have two or more chronic conditions, and over 60% of all American adults have at least one chronic condition. And if you look at the costs, more than 65% of all of the total health care spending is on care for approximately 25% of Americans with, you know, such multiple chronic conditions. And so how do we reduce costs? Well, here comes wireless. And what wireless enables is proactive health care versus institutional health care. So if you think about it, today most diseases are treated only when they're acute and diagnosed, increasing the need for hospital stays and emergency room visits. With aging demographic, more and more people are keen on proactive health care to assure long-term independence. So if medical information is available in historical context and real-time, that can help proactive diagnosis and treatment via lifestyle changing and wellness programs as a preventative measure to reduce the onset of or risk of chronic diseases. It seems to be physicians in particular, you know, some they worry or they might not have the funds to get up to speed on electronic records and, and even the connectivity and so forth. And I wondered how much are, let's just take doctors, for example, how connected are they? I mean, what are some of the basic things you find in the, in the companies and people you consult with on, on the usage of medical connectivity? Medical information access is indeed a critical issue. You know, most people are actually getting tests done, but these are not archived in a proper place, and so there's a lot of redundancy in terms of tests, etc. So, you know, having a, a centralized information exchange or database can be very valuable. That will, you know, help in mitigating some of the costs. I think the critical component is, you know, how do we proactively address some of the medical issues that could lead to emergency healthcare visits, for example. So if we can find a way to, you know, detect 
medical conditions early in their stages. That could be really very valuable. So wireless connectivity can help you, you know, monitor patients on the go while they are at home or while you're walking somewhere. So you can have a continuous history of the patient, and when there are certain aberrations in their condition, that can be detected very quickly, and then you can address those issues very promptly before it escalates to an emergency condition. And there have been, in your experience, some notable recent developments in the so-called, I think on your website you described it as the end-to-end health monitoring space. And could you give us a couple of examples where wireless health device and remote patient monitoring systems, kind of where they are and, and who might be developing them? There are many companies. There's one example. Let's take CardioNet, for example. This is a mobile cardiac telemetry technology. Historically, it has been very difficult to detect infrequent and dangerous heart arrhythms during a patient's clinic visit, for example. But by having a continuous 24-hour monitor and using wireless technology, CardioNet can continuously monitor the patient's cardiac information that is sent directly to a clinician, allowing physicians to continuously monitor the patient while the patient goes about his or her daily activities. So that is one example. But then there are many other similar examples. But I think what what is really noteworthy is some of the big leading medical instrumentation companies such as Philips, GE, Medtronic, Bosch, and St. Jude have all announced several initiatives to offer wireless medical care devices and services, including in-home wireless monitoring devices. And some of these things, they're not all that expensive. I mean, without whether you want to disclose people's prices or not, I mean, what would you say for, let's just take a primary care doctor's office, for example, you know, what do they need to get with with some wireless technology that might help them right away? Is it as simple as having a BlackBerry or is there something more elaborate that they need? Perhaps some examples in your work. Again, it, it depends on the degree of uh, application. I mean, you, you can use a BlackBerry to, you know, for example, administer, you know, medication or at least remind a patient of when medication should be taken. In many instances, medication is not taken promptly, and that can cause a lot of the problems. But then there are situations where, for example, if a patient has a, a cardiac issue, the patient needs to be monitored continuously. And so you need a special type of device that could be expensive. But then again, this is a device that some of these home care or physicians can purchase, but then, you know, it can be used on multiple patients. I mean, you know, it may not necessarily be needed by the same patient all the time. You could use it across multiple patients. But in some situations, it might warrant the need for having it on the same patient all the time. So it would, the cost would depend on the use case. Well, if you're just joining us, or even if you're new to our channel, you're listening to ReachMD Radio on XM160, the channel for medical professionals. I'm Bruce Japson. I'm the healthcare reporter with the Chicago Tribune. I'm your host today. And joining me today is Sunil Hatangadi. He's the president of Emblaze Consulting. He joins us from Dallas, Texas, where his offices are. And we're talking about connectivity and wireless medical devices, a a new era in patient care. And he was just giving us some examples of some uses. And if we could pick up on that a little bit, a lot of people hear about the e-health records initiatives. 
Microsoft has announced a, a health vault. Google has personal health records initiatives, Walmart and Intel. I think sometimes providers and hospitals get a little overwhelmed. I mean, how big of is this in the connectivity space? And do you just see this as just one facet? Or where do you see some of the emerging trends? Well, e-health, as I mentioned earlier, is a very important initiative. Like I said, many patients you know, undergo redundant tests over and over again. And, and if we could have a centralized database where, where all the records are put together and accessible, then, you know, you can minimize redundant tests. But e-health in conjunction with wireless, for example, can enable real-time monitoring of patients, which can be extremely valuable for proactive disease management and control. So I think the two, e-health and wireless, sort of go hand in hand. And also, if there are still maybe some physicians, maybe they're older, maybe they're just sort of risk-averse to new technology, I know that on your website, the Emblaze Consulting website, you talk about wireless health forums and, and standards bodies that are out there that could help people. Could you talk a little bit about some of these groups of who would you advise providers turn to if they needed some assistance in or even some advice in developing things for their offices or their hospitals? First and foremost, most of the premier medical instrumentation companies have all got initiatives and they have studies that clearly show perceptible benefits of wireless medical technology. In fact, in a comprehensive study that was undertaken by Philips, it was shown that more than 70% of the agencies using telehealth reported an increase in patient satisfaction. And many reported that, you know, their costs had been lower, overall costs had been lower. So there's a lot of data available, and many of these companies are more than willing to educate providers about the benefits of this technology, and also, you know, consumers, if the situation needs that. And usually you could find information on their websites or referrals to 800 numbers, because let's face it, they want the healthcare industry's business so that it's in, it's in their best interest to walk people through the importance of this. Absolutely. Another thing that you say on your website, you talk about opportunity is here, and are you ready And it's interesting, you know, by 2020, at least 160 million Americans are projected to have at least one chronic condition. Where would you say would be the first area where people are becoming more connected? Where are the areas that they are addressing now relative to chronic conditions or or really anything? I think there's a lot of examples right now in many different areas. Like I said, there are companies that are focusing on cardiac healthcare. This would be Cardionet, for example. This is a company that makes a device for continuous monitoring of electrocardiogram, for example, of the patient so that, you know, any infrequent or dangerous heart rhythms can be captured instantaneously because it's sometimes very difficult to get these signals when a patient simply arrives into the doctor's room for a test. Then there are others who have instrumentation, for example, in home healthcare agencies where there are certain patients who need continuous monitoring, for example, if they suddenly fall down. You know, how do you detect a patient has fallen down? There are devices to detect that. And there are other areas where there are instruments to measure the heart rate, for example, the pulse, the pulse oximeter, And there are many vital signs that these instruments can measure that can be relayed wirelessly and monitored continuously. And do you see 
any challenges, any areas where, you know, we're talking in healthcare reform? Have there been any hurdles to getting this achieved, this era of connectivity and medical devices and wireless? I mean, have there been any hurdles for hospitals and doctors getting on board with this that you have seen in your practice? Oh, yes. First and foremost is the fear of the technology itself. This is a new technology and there's a certain resistance due to an aversion to the perceived risk. But, you know, with the increased emphasis on healthcare technology in the U.S. stimulus plan, a lot of the technophobia is evaporating. And is there even any reason for it? Well, first, there have been studies, for example, the Phillips study, that clearly shows that there are tangible benefits from this technology. I mean, over 90% of the agencies that had used reported that telemedicine led to an increase in overall quality, for example. Over 76% cited reduction in unplanned hospitalizations. And then over 77% cited reduction in emergency room visits. So that's very significant and noteworthy. And so this is causing a lot of providers to really pay attention to this. And the government has also embarked on initiatives to increase adoption of this technology, especially home health monitoring, etc. The primary driver being, you know, proactive health care. Okay. Well, with that, I would like to thank Sunil Hatangadi, who has been our guest. He's the president of Emblaze Consulting, a firm in Dallas which helps healthcare providers, companies with wireless medical devices, this new era in patient care. I'm Bruce Japson of the Chicago Tribune. You've been listening to ReachMD Radio on XM160, the channel for medical professionals. ReachMD, online, on demand, and on the air. Please visit us at ReachMD.com. And I want to thank you today for listening.